This podcast has been adapted from our YouTube channel. To enjoy the full experience, head to YouTube and search fullboost.com.au and this podcast title. Hey, Jordo, did you know that this is the uh, 50th episode of Bench Talk? And uh, in true Melbourne fashion, we're back in lockdown. Lockdown six. We never, I don't think we ever came out of lockdown. No, we actually didn't. In between lockdown five and lockdown six, you couldn't actually go next door and uh, see your neighbor there. But anyway, Jordo, we are fast approaching. We're gonna outdo the Fast and Furious franchises. We're gonna be at lockdown 10 by the end of the year. Actually, I don't think it'll just be one big lockdown. Sydney stuffed, Melbourne stuffed. I think they need to uh, rename Australia to uh, Corona Island. Let me just get a drink. It's uh, coffee time. I just realised I've got an F your LS uh, Barra mug there with an LS the world top on. You uh, sound like you're uh, gender fluid there. So Jordo, with that in mind, if you're in lockdown, you're gonna need some full boost merch, yeah? So I think uh, you've been working on some new designs. Hopefully we'll have them out, uh, well, You'd have to think they're probably going to come out during lockdown, yeah? I don't know if that's lockdown six, seven or eight, but yeah, high odds. Luke, some idiot in a BMW apparently was burning around the neighborhood. Bruh. Loud, being an idiot. Apparently he's, he's been sued and ordered to pay five grand to his annoyed neighbors. That's all this about. Bruh. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Some, what a Some log. loser. Bruh. He's probably got one of those BMWs, you know, with the stanced wheels, they're like 35 degrees of negative camber for ultimate um, performance. Bruh. He's probably got one of those straight pipe exhaust horizontal, uh, sorry, 45 degrees out the back bumper. You know the old term, you know you don't S-H-I-T where you eat? Mm-hmm, exactly. We've all got loud cars or you've had loud cars, whatever, a bit rowdy, whatever. You just creep them out, don't annoy your neighbors. Look, the lawsuit claimed the homeowner, his noisy cars and driving style ruined the quiet enjoyment of their home over a five year period. Back to local news. Police have carried out pre-dawn raids to arrest hoons causing havoc. Pre-dawn raids? It sounds like, um, yeah, it's pretty serious stuff. It's idiotic behaviour like this that's being targeted. People take hoons seriously. I mean, look, don't scrap the cars. Sell them and proceeds go to a good cause. A lot of people think like that. I agree too. I don't know why they uh, do crash cars. I don't, yeah, I don't understand the point of cr crushing cars. And then I saw I saw one comment and someone it's, was It's here, Luke. That, Look, um, you can't sell them. Hmm? Well, you can, but the vehicle is tainted. Tainted. It's marked tainted. registration as being involved in hoon activity. So the unsuspecting buyer is buying a targeted vehicle, not fair. That's why they cr crushed him. That makes absolutely no sense. You know the Billy Madison uh, quote? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. So if some unsuspecting buyer buys the car, for even a day, he's just going to be targeted by the cops. Do you reckon if it changed owners and the hoon got, you know, all this went through paperwork, you reckon maybe yeah. maybe the title might be clear? For starters, it would probably be re-registered under a different registration plate. I mean, yeah, that's just an absolutely moronic comment. That makes no sense to crush them. You know, you know, then then they go like, oh, oh, if they don't crush them, the hoons just buy them back at the auction. I'm like, what's stopping them just going to buy the same car tomorrow? If this guy's a hoon, the problem's with the guy, it's not with the car he's driving. How's this, uh, look, how nice do these engines uh, sound? 
2020 model Shelby GT500, 100% stock engine DCT transmission and clutches makes insane power with a Whipple supercharger, 3.8 liter Gen 5 twin screw supercharger, 1300 horsepower stock engine and trans. Just listen to, listen to it high up in their rev range. That is unreal. That's like Lambo territory. No uh, LS sounds like that. LS. Did we, we didn't get the 5.2 here at all, did we? Not even limited? No, I don't think so, no. I don't think so. No, no, no. Well, all the people stateside suck it up that they don't get a Barra. And this is one thing that's baffled me, right? Over there, there's a GM straight six. Is it 4.2 litre? Is it, is it called the Atlas engine? It's bigger than a Barra, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's an aluminium block. And they're twin cam, aren't uh, they? Four point, yeah. Yeah, twin cam, 4.2 litre. I saw one in a dyno they were making like 550 or 550. They're out of a, they're out of a truck. Like, they're out of some sort of truck, are they? They must be. I don't know what they're out of. I don't know much about it. But what I'm saying is, I don't know why they're so obsessed about the Barra when you've got something similar in your backyard. You're wondering why they never developed it's, parts for them. You know why? Because that, that wasn't a factory turbo engine, the Barra was. So that makes the Barra like extremely unique. So then uh, I thought, why, why don't we import, import one of these uh, Atlas engines? And then they'll just be looking at us going, why would you do that? You've got the Barra. Don't you reckon online you see now more ba almost more Barra conversions than LS ones? Well, LS, LS's have been around lo longer, I guess. So they're, yeah, I don't know, you see them. It's like, not, not that people aren't still doing LS conversions, but the, yeah, I know what you mean. The Barra, mm. the Barra seem to be just as popular. Even though realistically a Barra yeah, is, is, it's harder to fit in most cars just due to its size. Now, Luke, recently we discussed how Ford had an engine called a Godzilla and it sent the GTR fanboys into a frenzy. You are not allowed to call anything but a Skyline a Godzilla, apparently. Usually by people who've never owned one. So now Ford just doubled down and now they've trademarked the name Skyline in the US. Bloody oath. So now you can, uh, well, what if you put, you, obviously you're going to put the Godzilla Ford, Godzilla V8 in the Skyline and you're going to have a Godzilla Godzilla. We're going to have a truck called the Ford Skyline with a Godzilla engine. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Not a joke. Not a joke. This is a pretty good comment. Finally a Skyline that I can afford. Bruh. Speaking of expensive um, Japanese uh, cars, did you see that Tommy Mackinnon Evo that's sold in the UK, Australian 275 Gorillas. I think it had 18,000 miles, 18,000 kilometers on it or something. It was very low case. The thing was pristine. But Jordan, it was, I, I read the article, it was build number one of 50 in the UK. So it was the, it was the first one delivered into the UK, basically. It'd be pretty hard to find an, a clean example with no kilometers. Why does that mean anything? If you had a, if you had a Mackinnon and it was build number one or build number 21, I love how that means something like, wow. The first and last. First and last off the production line. Wouldn't, hey, wouldn't, I always thought, wouldn't you rather the last one, or actually not the last one, because I'd just rush it through. The first one, surely there's, surely there's stuff wrong with it, yeah? Old mate forgot to um, zip up those M10 bolts and there's something loose on the car. Surely, surely you'd rather build number 100, yeah? You'd think so, but anyway. That's uh, not worth as much, apparently. I, I remember in Australia, saying to you, I think at the time, this would have been obviously quite a few years ago, Evo 6s, these are pretty much grey um, import ones. I remember Evo 6s were like 20, 20 grand. 
25 grand mm. for an absolute mint one. And at the time, a Mackinac was like 35 to 40. And I remember saying to you, how the hell is that car worth another 10 to 15 grand? What a joke. I mean, they're cool cars, but come on. And now look at the prices. At the same time, you could buy an Evo 7 for Australian for about 14, 15. They bottomed out, yeah, pretty low. I remember going, yeah. look at this, and thinking it's the ugly dunk, duckling Evo, but 12, 13, 12, 13, 14 grand, that is a lot of car for that money at the time. But me mechanically, aren't they the ones to buy? Like, don't they still have the me mechanical style diffs? I think an Evo went... 7, I'm, I've never been into the late model Evos as much, so I'm sure I've got something wrong, but I think Evo 7 have the strong, the, the five speed. Oh, the strong five speed, of mm. course, yeah. Because that's the weak point. But no, no, they, 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 mechanically, they're good cars. The Evo obviously is a strong engine, and you put the Subaru, the STI six speed behind the Evo, somehow. I'm after mount that engine north south, huh? Speaking of high priced cars, I've been looking at buying a new daily. So, new now, Renault, yeah? New Renault? Yeah, bloody oath. Not sure. No, it's not correct. Thank you. That's probably the only thing I can afford at the moment. I've been looking at buying a new car. Now, normally, you know, if you, if you want a good deal, you could buy something like three years old. And on a lot of cars, you can almost get them for half price. That's like the sweet spot to buy them. They haven't got too many kilometers on them. You might hang on to them for three or four years, sell it. Usually don't use it, lose out too much. The cost of secondhand cars of anything is just, it's outrageous. There's no, you might as well buy a brand new car. It's actually pretty ridiculous when you see something with 80,000 Ks on it and somehow you're like, that's 85% of its new price or something. It's 90% oh, of it. It's not There's a few factors. Obviously, there's no stock here. A lot no. of cars you can't get, which is obviously the main factor. But then like, I was looking like, I prefer a smaller car, right? Maybe a small station wagon. Something like that. If you want something, and I've got kids too, I, I need a four-door, even, even for Come on, station wagon, you're kind of limiting your choices there a bit. Well, a hatch, a bigger hatch. I don't know. I don't, I don't, want, a ta I don't want a truckosaurus, right? I'm no. not driving a tie tractor. You could not pay me to drive one of those oil burners. No! So then you want something, and I'm, I'm actually open to driving an automatic. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm not, um, but the problem then, right, even a lot of people say, you go to the dark side, you go and buy like a Volkswagen. And it's got a GSG box. You really want to buy one that's got like 80,000, 100,000 Ks on it? I don't know. I think if I was buying a Volkswagen personally, I'd rather buy a new one. Or something, you, you know, virtually new. I, I would. Oh, it'd have to be extremely low case. Like a, a demo or something. And the only way you could get a Volkswagen, you'd have, to, you'd have to specifically say, I just want a normal cooler dose tune. I don't want none of this pop crackle farting garbage. No, no rice bubble tune there. Stuff that. That's terrible. That's, that's, but anyway, that's Fiesta ST territory. Awful. I can understand why so many people buy Golfs. If you want a four-door that's not a tank, you know, the Golf something like a Golf Wagon would suit me well at the moment. Say that again. If you want a four-door and something that goes, yeah, like a turbo engine or so something that's performance-based, well, obviously there's stuff to buy, but it's... It starts getting expensive. There's, yeah, there's not yeah. much under, say there's, for example, there's not much under 50 grand anymore. Like nothing. Nothing against front wheel drives, but I want something that I could possibly modify. And if you're going to buy a front wheel drive, you might as well see this in stock. Oh, depends what it is. I don't know. I always think front wheel drives are okay up to a certain point, but then as soon as it's a wet, if it's a, it's a wet environment, forget it. Wet. It's, 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 it's a waste <laughs> of time. That's what I mean, in the wet. It's, it's, it's two different cars to drive. Once you've, once you've had a few all-wheel drives, it's hard to go back to a front-wheel drive. 
all-wheel drive mm. car, you just drive it, you pretty much just drive it normal, no, no matter what the conditions. Unless you're driving like an idiot, the car's fine. I got, honestly, I got no idea what to buy. Anyway, so I, I started looking at Teslas. Teslas? You know, we've got the fully, cha fully charged, is that, our, is that our domain name, Jordan? I can't even remember. Is it fully charged? I think it was full charged. Full, full charged. It's completely screwed that up. Fullcharge.com.au uh, is the new business venture. So then, that you, that uh, you, you apparently at... don't even know what it's called, you, you're so into it. No, no, this is, go this is going great. Um, so I started looking at Model 3s, but of course you can't buy a Model 3 base model, can you? No, nah, forget it. You've got, to buy, you've got to buy the cream of the crop, dual motor. The, you, dual motor. Buy, it, it's, it's like buying, you're not going to buy a Commodore and buy a V6, an SV6. Probably offended if you are <laughs> SV6 owners here. You can go straight for an SS. Some owners. Well, the only upside, if you buy a uh, Model 3 Performance with all the goods, what do they run, 0 to 100 in like 3 seconds or something? It's probably cheaper than buying a second-hand SS, yeah? Didn't they have a big price drop recently? Like, a month they ago? They did, they did, yeah. Yeah, obviously the, um... Like, what's the luxury car tax at now? I don't know. There's a fair price difference between a Base 3 and a, the Performance 3, but you start looking, Geordie, at at everything else for sale, the Teslas aren't that badly priced. Obviously, the price of them's coming down a bit. The servicing, you'd have to you'd have to you'd have to hang on to it for quite a while though to make any like financial gains over a petrol car, really. Oh, I don't know about that. What are they the I mean it's not go and buy something like an Audi R what does an Audi RS3 cost now? Actually I haven't looked at the price of them. But what what I mean is anything of that sort of performance. The thing about, like, I like the, the performance aspect, if you haven't driven a Tesla, they're pretty cool. But the look of them, personally, I find them so bland. Oh, they're terrible look looking at. things. Yeah, yeah, they're just... And the, in the interior, I can't believe how many people, I don't, I don't know if it's standard or an option, I've got like a white interior. They're just ugly. Yeah, yeah, nah. They're just a plain looking car. Do you also need to budget for some sort of char upgrade, like electrical upgrade in the garage? Because if you run them, if you try and charge them off a regular power point, it's like trickle charging. It's pathetic. I'm going to run it off, um, off a 12 volt cigarette lighter, charge it up. <laughs> Just throw a DeWalt battery on it. And, you know, I mean, that's what I mean. There's I a few other factors you need to think about. That's not that much of a factor for me. I think people totally overblow the uh, whole range thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. It's not how how far are you really driving around Melbourne, or you know, in your main city? It depends on what you do, but yeah. But even if you drive all over Melbourne in a day, I'm not going to do 400, 500 kilometres in a day, <laughs> and then at night time I'll just bang it on charge. The one thing, the only thing, I, I mean, it sounds stupid. I, I hate leaving things on charge. I don't charge batteries if I'm not here at home, or yeah, you'd have to get used to that. Like I'd you? never leave, I'd never leave my phone on charge overnight. Like, and then, like, and you're doing that with a car and just burn mm. your whole house down. I don't know. The whole thing about the range, unless you're driving it interstate, you'd have to think about it, but just driving around day-to-day -day life, I, I don't yeah, really see how it's the range. The range on the current crop of EVs is quite good, generally. I mean, not, not an well, cheapo thing, the, but... Um, the long-range Teslas the, will do, like, say, 500 kilometres. Like, it's not like they're doing heaps. 200 k's. But, but some it's of these heaps. models, not just some as Teslas, but an electric car come out and say the range is 350, 380 k's. People are jumping up and down like it's 150. Mm. Like, come on. I would have thought... I would have thought if you've got an XR6 Turbo on E85, you'd have range anxiety, yeah? <laughs> well, that's 80 litres, and it's, you're probably burning, what, 25 litres per 100 200. at least? So maybe you guys could give me some ideas of what to buy. 
I don't even know what my budget is to be honest because it depends what um, car it is, if that makes sense. You know, some cars you're willing to spend more money than others, but it's got to be something performance-based that has to have four doors. I, I thought we were negotiating here. You, you don't want a front-wheel drive or you don't, you're, not, you're not sure? Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends what it is. It actually depends what it is. I mean, it depends. There's a big difference if you bought a front-wheel drive at 45000 as opposed to some all-wheel drive car and it's 80000 Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I mean. Your price is going to vary heaps. I'd prefer an all-wheel drive car, but I'm, I'm just saying a front-wheel drive car, yeah, you, you're not going to modify it that much. But, hey, it all depends on what's available, like I said. If you restrict yourself to an all-wheel drive too, you're going to have a lot of just family, family cars that are a bit bland. Yeah. Have you seen that Hyundai, is it called an Iconic, Iconic 5, is that what it's called? Icon or something? Iconic 5 or something? It's really retro looking. Yeah, it's a little hatchback. Um, but that's so just, let, let me get this straight. People are tuning into Full Boost and you're talking about Hyundai Icon well, Electric. Electric, it seems to be an SUV. Is that, is that what you just said? Well, you see, mate, it's like this, right? The reality is, Geordie, going forward, if you want a new car, everyone can sook and wine. If you want a new car, let's say, for example, you want to buy it on a lease. It's called a... Against G you. It's called a GR Yaris. <laughs> yeah, not, not too practical for my needs, but... No, yeah, no, if you want going forward, going forward, if you want if you want a new car and you want uh, you want performance, whatever, there's not going to be too many more years left of uh, non-electric cars. Fast forward, fast forward five years, how many new cars are going to be coming out? Everything's basically reaching the end of production cycle. They're not going to be developing. Like I don't think Audi's develop, developing another five-cylinder. They're not going to be developing ICE engines. What did, what did Dementia Joe come out with last last week? He just said by 2030, half of, uh, I think it's 50% of the sales over there have to be non-ice. I think it's going to be, I think in five years time, a lot of us are probably going to have an electric car as a daily and have the ice car as the weekend toy. Or your second car, I don't know. I know a and lot the, of people uh, And, the, and like... the, the, the daily EV will probably be quicker still. <laughs> Yeah, probably, but it'll be uh, boring, hey? Mm. Is that what they say? Boring. Fast, but boring. I'm open to either. I don't, I don't mind both. Like, as a lot of people are really fixed. They're like uh, EV nuts, Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. They're people who have never been into cars. Do you know what I mean? They don't have a car background. Guys, and then you've got the guys into, obviously, like us, who've grown up around petrol, gasoline engines. Those Tesla fanboys remind me of, like, iPhone fanboys, people who just get one off over just some piece of technology it's got calm down mate seriously yeah yeah but any anyway i mean but then you got the guys who just you know will take the um ice engines to the grave <laughs> i mean heck we're talking about electric cars and there's people still are building engines with carburetors so <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> there's, 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 there's people sticking carbies on our because there's no way you can have that I, fancy fancy feeling i just don't I, the thing the thing about it, i don't get it, i don't know why you just dismiss everything before you've even tried it mm. Just have a go, you might like it, you may not, whatever. Anyway, give me some uh, ideas of what I could buy. Luke, speaking of new cars, have you seen the latest V6 Avalon? It's getting to the point now where the grills, like everyone everyone goes nuts over BMW and the grill on their car is just taken up, you know, the shape of the grills is taken over the whole front of the car. I mean, this this Avalon, I don't even think you'd even call it a bumper bar anymore. It's just, a, it's just, a, it's just the edges of the bumper and the entire car is just, a whale shark opening. I mean, what is going on here? I mean, they've obviously got a few radi radiators in here. 
It's uh, you know, it's like that meme. Yo, dog, I got a grill for your grill for your grill. It's amazing too how many people Seriously. still to this day online I see. If there's even a mention of a Camry Sportivo, they start going on about how that's that's a really good looking car. That's just, have you been in one of them? They, yeah, they hammer, hammer. Toyota are really putting their, aren't they, putting all their effort into hybrids and hydrogen fuel cells, yeah? Well, they've got their updated 86 coming out, but it always just has the bloody aspirated engine in it, which is a bit disappointing. Hey, Jordan, forget all that. They've got a uh, the new 300 series Land Cruiser coming out, and it might have a GR sticker pack as well. V6 oil burner. Oh, they're screwing up their GR brand. I mean, they're just sticking it on everything. They stick the same style of opening on the front of the car, and then they call it a GR, it's GR Sport. God, there's been a lot of butthurt over that 300 Land Cruiser though, because it's dropped the V8 for a V6, even though it's got more torque, I think it's got more power. But it's funny how people, quick to dismiss it and just rip on it, haven't seen it, haven't driven it, don't know the first thing about it, but a couple of specs on paper and this, this is rubbish. Oh yeah, I've even seen like other channels doing reviews on, they would do reviews on cars just off a set of specs. Or oh, the cars don't even exist, it's all, it's all just speculation. I mean, all it needs to do is tow a caravan across Australia. It'll, it'll be fine. It's interesting though, when you see the sales, how much the Land Cruiser outsells its rivals. It's like patrol in Australia, isn't it? Like, it's pretty much like nine to one or something. Yeah, it's, I didn't realize it was that. Land Cruiser I've sales. never had an interest in the big barges, but I mean, extremely popular category though. But yeah, I was, I was surprised the difference in sales. I think a lot of that's fleet sales. Like a lot of Land Cruisers and stuff are used in say, um, mining. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, that, they always use the um, Toyotas because they're sort of like the farm truck, I guess, compared to the Patrol. And also, wouldn't the Patrol, you can't even get one, yeah? Like if you try and order one, it's about a year's wait or something. That's why Broomy ended up with a, uh, an eight-year-old Jeep. <laughs> yeah. But granted, like, there's not much to buy. I mean, I, I'm in a position, I'm kind of lucky. I get to drive a lot of different cars mm. and, uh, or, or at least go in them. You know what I drove the other day, the new, the Silverado 1500. That's not a bad, for, if you know, for a track truck, it's not a bad rig. I can see why if you didn't leave, it may be obviously parking it. I was about to say, did suburbia, you, did you, did you try be... and go park it at the local shops and then you have a different opinion of it or? <laughs> Underground car park, yeah, I could, I could imagine it'd be a bit annoying. But if you didn't live in the city, like you lived just out, I can see why you'd have one. Hey, this is going to cause some butt hurt, but you know what I went for a ride in? The other day, and I wasn't that take impressed with it. it was a the, like a new a current Z01 Camaro. You're not happy with it? Oh look, I, I don't. I've never liked the seating position of, of cars like Mustangs and Camaros. It's not me. But that aside, that's pretty terrible. I couldn't get over honestly the road noise. If you're driving a car that's 30 years old, you sort of accept, hey, things th things should have advanced. You like I was in the car and I thought this is so noisy on the highway. You think they put a little bit of a sound deadening in it? It's not like it's a lightweight car. And obviously, I don't know if you've ever seen the boot in one of those. Like, it is such an impractical car. Like, I honestly reckon your GR Yaris is more practical than that. Should start this again. Might actually do some research.